This episode is brought to you by Nature's Gem. Nature's Gem CBD products provide relief from joint pain, backaches, anxiety, sleeplessness, and more. For 15% off any Nature's Gem products, use code AMR at naturesgemcbd.com. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Happy Friday, Sarah. Rounded the corner into another weekend. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Um, I just stocked up at Trader Joe's and cleaned out the fridge. And so I'm feeling, feeling good. Oh, it's feeling good. the best feeling when you have oh. a full fridge and you just know that you don't have to go to the store for at least three, three days, maybe. <laughs> well, well, and knowing that the stuff you just put in the fridge is not sitting on top of rotting things in your fridge you know <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, huh i think i've had this parsley since september uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a slight puddle underneath it it is yeah. gel but yeah <laughs> i know after that i'm gonna do a big run i have to say um i know we'll talk we'll talk exercise in a minute but i have found i've finally given in to the given in is the wrong word but pick, I, pick up Grocery pickup. Oh my God. Oh. I don't know why I hadn't done that before. Actually, I do know why I hadn't done that before is because, um, you know, we're in the middle of pandemic. I'm only seeing mostly my family as far as humans go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, you know, I, I, and whenever, I mean, we, we, both you and I have been working for home for gosh, 20 years now, right? Or close to it. Easy. Oh, longer than that for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, yeah, I went, I went freelance in 2000, so I'm on 20 years right now. Yeah. Um, and I, so whenever I have the chance to do an errand, I often opt to do it because I get yeah. the world, you know, and not just be in my little office and talking to my dogs, my coworkers <laughs> at the time, you know? Um, so that was my reason for always going to the grocery store. And then I just decided, like, I'm just going to try pickup just because, like, I always forget something or you know, or the kids are not as like, I, I'm finally like putting the onus on them when something runs out. If they want something, they have got to put it on a list. They have to, like, I'm done trying to read minds. I'm done texting saying, <laughs> are we out of peanut butter when I'm in the middle of the peanut butter aisle, you know? And, um, oh my gosh, game changer, right? Have you picked up before? I never have. No, uh, I, um, I don't know why, well, mainly, well, mainly, I guess the answer is simple, that Trader Joe's doesn't do it. So, and I, I love Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I go to Trader Joe's still, but, um, but going back to, I mean, the thing about it is, is the grocery store wasn't providing me much um, interaction with humans, right? I mean, yes, with a checkout person and I would always make an effort to chat and be kind and, you know, and try to get them to laugh and all that. But other than that, people are just weird right now, including myself, right? You know, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm in your way. And you're, everyone's kind of a little bit, just a little like um, scaredy cat, right? Which, oh yeah. And just waiting behind, you know, today it was the, near the, where all the vegetarian stuff. So the, you know, the fake meat sausage and the, um, you know, fake deli slices and all, and then a whole bunch of hummus and all this stuff. And I just am standing there, standing there and I'm like, <laughs> Sarah, they're all, they're struggling with their own things. Like, just be patient, give them space. Um, yeah. Try to, yeah. Try to find my Zen. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I should say that, you know, I do Thrive Market. I'm a member of Thrive Market. And so I get things from there. But when you, when I answered your question about, do I do grocery pickup? No, I have never done that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that would drive you crazy because it drives me crazy is that you can't bring your own bags, which I don't know if Portland's at the point where you can bring your own bags back <gasps> in now. We couldn't do that in Colorado. That's you the can- big news today. That's the big news today. 
we can do that again. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, Trader Joe's, they said, oh, do you have any bags you'd want? And I'm like, I can do that again? And they're like, yeah. And so I you know, put, put a bunch of bags in, in the trunk today. But then when I then stopped at Whole Foods really quickly, and I brought a bag in because I found, found one kind of tucked under the back seat when I was putting away the other bags. And they gave me 10 cents back for that bag. And I said, it's like the before times. There's <laughs> <laughs> your, your, some found change. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Sweet, speaking of which, okay, let's switch to a quick exercise topic and then we'll switch to the, our questions. But did you see that? $50 post that we put up on oh, yes. Instagram. <laughs> yes. so I, can, I want to know my friend, Joe. Oh, okay. And, um, and so she texted me this morning and she goes, think Sarah's ever found change like this. And I, went, <laughs> I thought it was a 20 and then I blew it up, you know, with my, on my phone and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's a 50. A 50 um, I know. So then we went, so I put it up on the Instagram page. We should link to it because, Oh my gosh, there are some, I mean, people have found, someone found $500 Somebody found a hundred dollars. I mean, there's some serious, like, you know, cha-ching being made on those random runs where you're like, and then a lot of people were like, I only find like, you know, empty liquor bottles. <laughs> Use condoms. <laughs> um, yeah. I wondered who that was. I was completely green with envy. You know, Molly found a hundred once. She found five twenties on Easter a bunch of years ago. Um, I have never, I one time found, a, was it a 50 or a hundred? No, I found, I found a 50 in a, um, right outside a grocery store in Massachusetts once in, when I was married to my first husband, to give you a sense of how long ago that was, I still have that 50 in my wallet. Oh, um, wow. Wow, Sarah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause I oh. could just never figure out what was special enough to spend <laughs> I it on. <laughs> well, I texted back to Joe. I said, well, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to treat yourself? She's like, well, that's a good idea. And I was like, of course it's a good idea. I'm like, latte and a piece of chocolate. She lives by this uh, place, you know, um, called Cafe Latte in St. Paul yeah. on Grand Avenue. And um, it's like such good food. And I was like, get a piece of chocolate cake and a latte from there every day this week. <laughs> we'll spend the 50. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. To find 500. That that though, then I found a 10 re, um, probably within the past year and I've, it was folded in such a way and it was pre pandemic that I really felt like it had probably fallen out of a kid's backpack or pocket. I felt, yeah. I actually, would you believe it? I actually felt some guilt over that, but, but not picking it up. isn't going to get back to the rightful owner. Well, that's the thing. And I think the people that I, I can't remember, so I'm not going to quote, but she definitely tried to find people who found some bigger money. I've saw, I saw someone do donated to charity and the other person, mm -hmm was trying to find like the rightful owner so yeah like on next door you could always say you know oh, i found a significant amount of money if you can describe what it was like or something and where you lost it or in the area yeah 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 well and i found i found a wallet with um gosh that was on one of our love the run race days so that was this spring it was i think it was 67 bucks and i returned it to the guy at the end of the run because he had were you expecting him to like pull out a lot of cash and say thanks to you? No, he wasn't even home. It was so far from, the guy lived right down the street from Molly and I found it about three miles away. He was still out on his walk when I, and he lives in um, this, it's a peace house. And so these people like, um, it's kind of a, uh, high-end commune, let's say that. And, um, and so I dropped it off to one of his, you know, um, you know, kombucha swelling, you know, <laughs> 
Mapo tofu eating friends. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> hey, I live in Portland. I can I can I'm throwing stones in this glass house. So. <laughs> oh, so well, uh okay, well that I think that qualifies found change qualifies as talk of exercise. So I think we can jump into the questions. Um this one is from Christina in Summit, New Jersey. Hi ladies, this is Christina calling from Summit, New Jersey. I'm calling because I wanted to ask you about finding a sort of natural rhythm in taking a few days off from running. Um, before the pandemic, when I was running more races, I felt like there was that kind of rhythm of run a race, take a week or so off from running, and then get back into it. And I think my body really benefits from having a few days off um, every now and then from running. But since the pandemic with no races and not as much to do, I find more pressure to run all the time. And I think that I've run my body down a few times um, and I've had to take off a few days because of it. But I kind of like to take the days off before getting run down. So what's your advice? How often? How long? Is it important for everyone or maybe just me? Thanks. So, wow. I hear you, Christina. Um, I find it tough to do anything these days, but the same run every time I go out. Like, it's like, okay, six miles on a weekday and, you know, okay, so between eight and nine on a weekend. So, um, Dimity, it sounds like Christina could benefit from like following training cycles, even though there's no culmination race. Do you agree with that? Oh, definitely. She could do that. I mean, that takes a little bit of planning, right? So, um, you know, there's definitely like periodization within a plan and it basically goes mm -hmm. either two weeks or three weeks on, depending upon your experience and your level. And then, and then like kind of a cutback week. So the, and the cutback mm -hmm. week is not, you know, hang out on the couch and watch, Oh my gosh. I forgot. Lasso, Ted Lasso. Oh my God. Love that show. Sorry. We won't go off on a tangent right now, but <laughs> so, uh, okay. So it's not, it's not obviously just hang out. It is just reduce the volume, reduce the intensity for a week. And then you come back feeling a little bit more sprightly. So that's, that's good. Um, I would also say though, if, you know, if you want a week off, Christina, I mean, the thing about it is, is like, we want running to be a joy, right? Like that is the thing. And yes, I know that, um, you know, sometimes in, in, in place of joy, you could have stress release, you can have like, you know, emotional, you know, kind of clean out drain out time, you know, I mean, it definitely brings a lot of other emotions and important sensations besides joy. But for the most part, like it, we don't want it to feel like a chore, right? Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you need a day off, take it, right? I mean, that's just really, honestly, like as simple as it gets. But it sounds like she's kind of a structure girl. So yes, yeah. I got that sense. I, and, and I, I felt a kinship with Christina there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the other one that I was going to recommend, um, which is something that um, I think kind of almost prevents the burnout a little bit prematurely, is um, taking two rest days a week. And they don't have to be complete. I mean, some people might be like, oh, I already take them. And some people might be gasping. It depends upon what kind of person you are, right? Mm -hmm. But um, we just finished up uh, Many Happy Miles with our guest coach, Carrie Tolufson, who a lot of you guys know, and she's a big fan of two rest days a week. And so, you know, you even two days even for herself. Yeah, she takes two rest days most weeks. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So you could do, you know, you could have two days on, one day off, three days on, one day off. I think that's a nice 
um, pattern personally. I really, I kind of do that myself most of the time. And the, and the days off aren't necessarily, again, you know, watching Ted Lasso, but it is um, maybe taking the dogs for a 45 minute walk in the morning, or maybe doing a Pilates class. One day is, is a strict, no exercise day, but the other one is just exercise light, you know, very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So that might also help if she wants to taper back just a tiny bit, because then you just feel kind of a little bit more fresh and excited about it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of thinking of it. Um, I know that Ellison, you know, um, the co-host on the our Friday show, she, um, when she kind of hit, I think, late 50s, early, maybe 60, she started taking two rest days a week. And that, that really um, enabled her to you know, keep going. Sure. So, yeah. 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 So yeah. It, and it, it may not be your body run down. It might be your head run down too. Do you do the exact same run every day, Sarah, every week? Oh, no, 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 no. Do you, a route? I, no. Yeah. No. no. Okay. I mean, also I, I live in a, you know, in a, the part of the city that's a grid. So I have count, just limitless options for where I go. Options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just wanted to <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, all right. We're going to um, a little bit go off the road um, to hear from Rachel in Jackson, Wyoming. Hi, Serendimony. This is Rachel calling from Jackson, Wyoming. And I have a question about form. Um, when I'm running, I have lots of voices in my head, all mine, but saying all sorts of different things to myself. And I'd really like to know when I'm flagging, especially if I'm trail running, what I need to be reminding myself for form. I think I spent a lot of time saying like shoulders down and um, lift your knees, but what really should I be saying? Because I don't really know if that's true. Thanks so much. Love the show. Bye. Ooh, that's a fun place to live, isn't it? Oh, I know. I know. Rachel, we're, we're coming to visit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Tim, when I heard this question, I thought, ooh, that is swan will speak to Dimity. So, you know, I have to say that up until this year, I didn't think about form very much, except for, wow, Dimity's a nutter when she focuses on it. But, um, uh, and, but you know, except like in the final miles of a, of a race, particularly a marathon, then I'd, you know, tell myself to drop my shoulders, relax my hands, unclench my jaw. But then I did one of the Train Like a Mother Club heart and soul training programs as you know, Dim, where the coaches suddenly weave in form pointers to focus on. And it really, you know, um, I really appreciate it and I feel I benefited from it. Yeah, it makes a difference because I don't, not a lot of us are taught how to run, right? Mm-hmm. We know how to innately run, right? And unless, but unless you have an injury that brings you to, you know, maybe like a chi running clinic or something like that, like, you know, it's not like, it's not like tennis where you're going to go hit you know, have someone tell you how to hit a forehand so that you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I mean, I think, you know, some of the things that they do in heart and soul um, that could apply to both trail and um, road running is um, shoulders down, which Rachel already talked about. I mean, that is the biggest one. If you can stay relaxed in your upper body, relaxed and mm-hmm. strong, that just makes such a difference. So with your, when your shoulders go down, thinking about, think about your head growing taller, right? Your shoulders come down, your neck gets longer, your head reaches towards the sky, your spine finds space. Like that is, you know, posture is going to be so, so important. Um, not clenching your hands, right? A lot of us, mm-hmm. um, especially when you, you, you'd be surprised at what you're doing, but um, you look down and you're like, wow, I'm really giving a lot of energy to my, to my paws right now. And they're not really helping. So, you know, pretending like you're carrying a butterfly or a print, oh, something light in there. 
Tiffany, uh, yesterday at the photo shoot, um, I gave that exact, we did a, fo- as you you know, but I'll tell people we did a photo shoot to get some new social media images and for our website and our store. And um, there was one woman and she just, you realize that people have so many different ways of carrying their hands. So I, I was like, I said, oh, you know, if you could think about just holding your hands like this, carrying something very gently as if you have a butterfly in your hands and everyone burst out laughing. <laughs> and for the rest of the photo shoot, they're like, yeah, you pretend like you're carrying butterflies in your hand. <laughs> so, and, and have a unicorn cor- uh, growing out of the top of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say about trail running is usually people are taking too big of steps, especially mm. in the nickel section. So shorten up your stride, um, especially going downhill. Um, mm. hill. And, um, and, and, and if you want something to think about, and it's not your form, but you want something that's going to help your trail running is look where you want to go. Don't look straight down. It's hard to look around when you're trail running. I mean, unless you're on a very gentle, you know, non-technical trail, but it's kind of like, it's like mountain biking or um, driving in a mountain road. You're not looking right in front of you. You're looking 10 feet down the road, 12 feet down the road, anticipating you know, mm-hmm. if you have to turn left or right or get over a, a log or whatever, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's, mm-hmm. but that's, and that's, you know, that in turn, if you think that way, you know, your body will kind of respond and do what it needs to do to get over that obstacle mm-hmm. or, or keep your form fluid. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking that drills can also help, you know, think not things that are done, you know, typically after a run, like high knees, butt kickers, karaoke, you know, otherwise known as kind of grapevining. Um, and that so that when you can kind of train the synapses to work, to fire a little quicker, to kind of build that um, muscle memory and that pattern in your muscles and in your brain, that then it comes as second nature, hopefully. Totally. Eventually. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I realized that this is a different um, venue, but I mean, the other last weekend on the bike, one of my workouts was, um, really, really high cadence, like three minutes mm. at like 120, you know, mm-hmm. um, pedal strokes per minute where normally, you know, I'm mostly at 85 or 90. And um, it wasn't hard per se, except for that it was neuromuscularly hard. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, so that in turn, when I can do that and turn it around and then, you know, over time, that's going to smooth my pedal stroke as I get, you know, bring it back down to 85 and 90. Um, mm-hmm. Ditto for doing like high knees, butt kicks, karaoke, um, you know, high skips, power skips, um, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That's just going to get your, your nerves firing just a little bit faster and get, um, get everything to work together a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing about form, um, which you have a note here about um, doing hill repeats. One of the things that uh, when you run uphill, like that is basically your most ideal form. Like that yeah. is, um, so if, if you are having, if you're like, okay, well, I kind of want to work on my form after hearing you know, us talk about it. Think about, um, think about how you run on an uphill or, or hit an uphill. You're leaned a little bit forward. You're using your arms. You're really pushing your elbows back. Your shoulders are down. You're taking smaller steps. You're looking up the road. I mean, everything that um, it's just, it's just very easy to the, the hill, the incline just encourages your most efficient form. So mm-hmm. just, yes. Excellent. Excellent. So when you're out there thinking now, what did Dimity and Sarah say? Uh, (laughs) Said, do grocery pickup. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since meeting the founder of Nature's Gems CBD at the Twin Cities Marathon Expo, we were booth neighbors. We felt a connection to the founder and the brand she created. 
Lisa's a mother runner and Lisa found a nature's gem after discovering the benefits of CBD for herself after being sidelined for nearly a decade by the effects of fibromyalgia. Dimity and I believe in the power of CBD and how it can help runners with a host of issues, including anxiety, insomnia, backaches, and plantar fasciitis pain. Nature's Gem offers a variety of CBD products, including oil and gummies that taste good and are THC-free. It's why several elite athletes trust and use the product in their quest to qualify for the Olympics. Nature's Gem Rejuvenating Balm is the company's number one selling product and a favorite of mine. I use it to relieve lower back pain and post-workout strain. The non-greasy balm melts into the skin and provides fast relief. I'm talking fast. It even comes in a roll-on balm that's the perfect size for traveling or packing into your running belt. And at the end of a rough day, I rely on Nature's Gem CBD oil to ease stress and quiet my mind. I love how it has no discernible flavor. Some CBD oils I've tried tasted like dirty pine bark. Ugh, not Nature's Gem and it's readily absorbed under my tongue. Nature's Gem offers a special 15% discount to us mother runners. To get it, use code AMR when checking out at naturesgemcbd.com. Again, to save 15%, use code AMR at naturesgemcbd.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-E-S-G-E-M-C-B-D.com. All right, Megan from Orange County, California, called in with this question. Hi, I'm Megan from Orange County, California, and I really uh, have a question. It's more aimed towards the plus-size runners. I'm a plus-size woman, and I'm finding it very hard to find information relevant to me when it comes to training. There are a lot of things that go along with being plus-size, more aches and pains. Um, you sometimes, sometimes you're slower. And I'm finding that training plans and any advice I'm finding isn't really relevant to me. So what advice do you have for plus-size runners who are looking for information on what they should expect, how they should train? It, really what's most frustrating is is I can't seem to get any faster, and my weight's a big part of it, and it's hard to find any advice out there, especially in running groups. Um, when you're a plus-sized woman. So any insight you have, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. So, Megan, I heard a lot of pain and frustration in your voice. I should say I'm the only one who actually listens to these. I give Dimity a synopsis of questions, but I'm the one who actually hears the caller. And so I just really heard a lot of pain and frustration in your voice, Megan. And and we want to first and foremost say to you and and anyone else who might be um, similar, situation, you know, we hear you and we want to make you and, and runners of all sizes feel very included in the Another Mother Runner community. So um, I hope you know that and, and hear what we're saying. Absolutely. I echo what you say, Sarah. I mean, we are a place for every size, shape, distance runner. Um, doesn't matter if you can run a seven minute mile or 17 minute mile. We all have the same obstacles of getting out the door and preventing injury and staying motivated and balancing a busy schedule. And um, we're all in this together, right? Yes, yes, yes. So Dim, I, when I heard the question, I was thinking how much um, again, heart rate training, I, I'll just keep repeating it, would be ideal for Megan because our heart and soul programs meet all runners where they are and that each runner uses her own metrics and base effort off of that. And also that runs are measured by, as you well know, by time, not distance. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great place if Megan's looking to get faster, um, as she mentioned. Um, you know, that's a great place because it's not, um, like you said, I mean, I can just basically say what you said. It means you where you are. You do a test at the beginning, you figure mm-hmm. out your own individualized zones, and then you're forced to stay, or you're not forced, but you recommend, the, the plan recommends you stay in those zones. And the thing about it is, is the zones, especially like the zone one and two, the endurance zones where you're going to get a lot of cardiovascular endurance, they're going to be slower than probably what Megan's comfortable running, what you're comfortable running, what I would be comfortable running, but it's that place where you can build, like I said, the endurance, you can get your body ready for harder efforts. Um, And it's very comfortable, which is, you know, again, like something that um, running, I think often has this like, I must race at all costs at all times mentality, you know, and this is just a very much like okay, I'm going out here, I'm going to work a little bit on my endurance, and then I'm going to be done. And so, and, you know, Megan and a lot of runners would end up doing, you know, some running and some walking and some running and Mm -hmm. some walking. And that's okay. Like, it really is okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was also thinking that a few key pieces of high quality gear can make such a difference for for all runners, particularly women runners, and even more so, I think, to... um, heavy set runners. And so I was thinking about, you know, tapping back to my, I don't know, practically two decades of being a, the shoe editor at Shape Magazine, the athletic shoe editor, that, you know, supportive shoes with durable cushioning and heavier runners of which I am because in the running world, you know, what, what makes an Athena if you're over 150? One, it's 150. Or 150, 160. So it depends on the race. So heavier runners, um, you know, develop foot issues more often. And, and Dim, as you so often talk about, you know, the chain of impact starts at the ground and goes up all those, you know, just like the song, you know, the, the knee bones connected to the thigh bone and all that stuff. So investing in a well-cushioned pair of running shoes um, that provide some stability or even motion control, if, if you need um, stability is kind of motion control light. So um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, um, and if you, Oh, sorry. If you feel comfortable, um, I think getting, going to a running store, a local running store. I mean, the thing too, that I want to just pull out for a second here is that I think that runners as a rule respect runners, right? I mean, it doesn't matter again, like your size, your distance, your, whether you're a marathoner or, you know, running two miles a couple times a week, like it, everybody knows the dedication that goes into it. So ideally you don't get intimidated going into a running store. That's ideal. I know we live in the real world. So if you, if that doesn't feel right to you or you've had a bad experience, we get that you can order, go online to like a Zappos or something like that and try just, you know, they've got a very liberal return policy. So try a couple brands, try a couple widths, whatever you need. And, um, and uh, you can send back the ones that don't work. I mean, I'd say, you know, I've seen a lot of women um, and not just um, heavier women, but a lot of women really like hokas um, because of the cushioning, um, especially as you get a little bit older and your joints might not feel as, as springy as they used to. So that's, that might be one brand I would start with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other piece of equipment that I was thinking about is a high quality sports bra and, um, you know, again, you, um, running stores oftentimes do have people who can help you with fit. I don't know if they do during the pandemic. Um, maybe it depends on where you live. Um, but also, again, a lot of stores, I know Title IX has a really wide array of sizes, and hopefully they have a liberal return policy. 
you know, so if you can get a bunch in, try them on your home. We've, we have episodes of the regular podcast that tell you how to find a, a great bra, some th- little tricks and tips to do um, when you try one on. And then I also wanted to give a shout out to Wazelle. Um, I, for a long time, thought of that brand as just for um, little tiny people. And um, they make their styles up to size 24 slash 26. And um, I only just started wearing Wazelle this year. We don't, we, we are not partners with Wazelle. This is purely from my own personal experience that, you know, um, yes, Wazelle apparel is spendy, but they're so high quality. And I, my rationale right now is to have, I'd rather have a few really great pieces than a lot of kind of eh pieces. Yeah. That you're going to be like, oh, these smell after too many wears. I just have to throw them out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's what I felt like when I remember buying my first pair of like Lululemon, um, oh gosh, well, yoga pants, right? The big bell bottoms <laughs> at the bottom. And I remember they were like almost a hundred dollars. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm spending this much money. And, you know, whatever, eight, 10 years later, I mean, I finally got rid of them because I was totally dating myself by wearing them. <laughs> I, I am wearing these shoes. You can't see them under these bell bottoms, but they're there. Um, so yeah. So Megan, yeah. So I mean, the final thing, of course, we want to say is that there is a place for you at, um, on our Facebook page. There is a program for you in the Train Like a Mother Club. There is, you know, you know, if there's any questions, I mean, you know, we want to, we want to help you however we can. So if there was something that we didn't touch on here, put it up on the Facebook page or drop us a line and we'd be happy to continue the conversation. And the other thing I wanted to say is, um, you know, I'm sure that she, she may already do this, but following people like Myrna, Myrna, is it Valario? Is that how you say it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. He's a plus size uh, trail runner. She's done a lot of ultras and stuff. And I think that she, um, she may have some ideas, uh, but also just seeing, I mean, she's, she's a rock star in the running world. She really is. And so, you know, again, just um, watching her Instagram account and kind of seeing how she, uh, that just the badass fumes that she gives off can't help but be mm-hmm. inspirational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, guess what we need? We need some questions because we love to answer. So call 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Uh, please leave your first name, where you're calling from, and keep your message to about 90 seconds or less. Um, yeah, I have to, Tim, I have to say that I was playing them and uh, my younger daughter, Daphne, was um, the room, in the adjacent room and she could hear it. She goes, Mom, that person sounded really out of breath. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think she was calling in from a run. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Call in from the run. Call in from the run. I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, Oh, is that your line, Sarah? I don't know. Are you, are you the subscribe line today? Yes, yes. So, um, and please subscribe to the Another Mother Runner podcast in whatever app you use to listen to our podcast. So then that way you catch every episode, you know, particularly now that we have one every Tuesday. So, um, and who knows, we might be sprinkling in some special episodes, just never know. So you don't want to miss anything. Yep. And please tell your friends about this show, um, as well as the regular Another Mother Runner podcast that runs on Fridays. Um, we love doing the shows and the more listeners we have, the easier it is to keep our, our lights on, our, um, our fluorescent glow on the dark lights. Right, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So please keep the answers. Oh, please keep the questions coming. Cause we're the ones, we're the ones here with the answers. Exactly. <laughs>